Welcome to the Eating Habits for Life podcast. I'm Kate Johnston, certified habit coach, wife, stepmom, and former physician assistant. I help career women finally break free from their unhealthy eating habits. If you're ready to start feeling your best, then I can show you how. Let's go. Hi there, welcome to the podcast. If you are a regular listener, then welcome back and thank you for being a quote-unquote groupie, so to speak. I really wish I could be talking with you in person as it would be easier to converse and connect and even more enjoyable. However, I am grateful that there is this opportunity for talking with you in an indirect way via podcasting. So today's main topic of emotional eating is near and dear to me as I would have classified myself as an emotional eater in the past. I broke that habit and broke it rather quickly, I might add. For me, it was causing a negative result, meaning unwanted weight gain. That was the primary one at least. My choice of foods also were not great when I was eating in response to negative emotion, so I noticed that my energy levels were low as well. And at the time, I didn't necessarily realize that that was due to the foods I was eating, but I did slowly start to suspect. So the reason at the time that I thought that my energy levels were probably really low was because I was working quite a bit of hours at the hospital. But at the same time, in the back of my brain, I was like, you know, I'm used to um, activity and I'm also young. I'm in my 20s. Well, this was at the time. I'm no longer in my 20s. And so in my mind, I was like, I shouldn't have this much of a lack of energy. So I did start to sort of look at other things, other reasons why. And I realized it was probably because I was eating a lot of breads, pastas, pretzels, crackers, cereals, all carbohydrates, and more specifically, all refined and very mechanically and somewhat chemically processed carbohydrates. Also, I was doing all of this emotional eating and not feeling any better emotionally. In fact, I was feeling worse over time. But Not all emotional eating is a problem, or if it does have some negative results, there are parts of emotional eating that can actually be helpful. That being said, I'm not saying that you should start emotionally eating. I'm not necessarily saying that if you think or are sure that you are emotionally eating, that you should continue to do so. But I just want you to pay attention to this episode today. The reason why I wanted to do this podcast episode is because I want to talk to you about not just emotional eating in general, but talk about if it's even a problem, how to know that, and when it might not be a problem overall. So you'll understand what I mean by that. 
Before I dive in, I do want to invite you to a free virtual workshop I'm hosting on ending the emotional eating cycle. So after listening to this podcast episode, if you feel that you might be emotionally eating and it might be causing a problem for you, you are going to want to join this workshop. You can sign up at katemjohnston.com forward slash workshop. You can also find the link on the episode page on my website. In the past, my workshops were a little bit more teaching and then open to question and answers. However, this one is going to be a little bit different. Of course, there's going to be some teaching. However, there's going to be more interaction. You won't be on video camera, so when you join the workshop, don't worry. Your audio and video will be completely off. But I'm going to be asking you questions as I go that you can answer on a piece of paper that you have with you, or you can even answer by typing in the Q&A box, the question and answer box. I think it's really important to apply what you're learning as you're learning it, as you'll get better results. Otherwise, you're just sort of consuming and forgetting most of what I'm teaching. But also just participating really helps you to feel like you're not alone in this. You'll realize that there are other women in the workshop who have very similar struggles as you and are participating as well and maybe even writing down similar things as you're writing down. Also, I have had similar struggles as you and similar negative thoughts and feelings as well, but I haven't done a great job of sharing that with you. I promise though, I will start to share more of my experiences so I can help you more and help you to see that you're not alone. So again, the workshop is on ending the emotional eating cycle, and it is online and completely free. And by online, I mean it is hosted via Zoom. So when you sign up, I'll be sending you the Zoom link for that. It is on Thursday, January 26th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. There will be a replay available, so if you can't attend live, sign up anyway. I have limited it to 50 career women. However, I do allow for some extra because I know that a lot of you do sign up for the replay specifically because you can't necessarily attend. So I will send you the replay if you're signed up. Also, it's very common to have that thought that if you can't make the workshop live, then why bother signing up? However, you will get just as much value from watching or listening to the replay. It's the same exact thing. So if that time and date don't work for you, then sign up for the workshop anyway, get the replay the next morning and watch it at a time that does work for you. You can still participate. You can still grab a piece of paper and go along with me in the workshop. So sign up at katemjohnston.com forward slash workshop. You can also find the link on this podcast episode page as well, like I mentioned. Okay, so let's dive into this podcast episode. First, I want to just quickly define emotional eating. It's just simply eating in response to an emotion. More specifically, eating in response to an emotion in order to try to decrease the discomfort from the emotion. 
The emotion doesn't have to be a negative emotion, though. Some people find positive emotions uncomfortable, depending upon their past experience or the context of the positive emotion. Most of the time, however, emotional eating is a response to a negative emotion because typically it's the negative emotions that are going to feel uncomfortable to us. And it doesn't have to be a strong negative emotion like anger, depression, or stress. It can be a less negative emotion like boredom. I would classify boredom as a less negative emotion because it's not extremely uncomfortable like anger or stress can be, where there's this sort of urgency to get out of that emotion, right? But boredom is uncomfortable enough that sometimes you can seek out food to get out of that emotion of boredom. Partly as an escape, but also partly just as an activity to counteract the boredom, right? Emotional eating can be infrequent or it can be frequent. If you experience a specific uncomfortable emotion frequently and also eat in response to that emotion frequently, it could develop into a habit, right? Habits occur because of a behavior, which is just an action or inaction done over and over and over again, especially if it's in the same context, meaning time, place, or circumstance or situation. So a habit is something that you feel less control over, right? Something that is more automatic. So in this case of emotional eating, it would potentially develop into a habit because the behavior is done frequently and it's in response to the same emotion. So it's the same context, right? Same situation or circumstance. So that has more of a likelihood into turning into a habit. If you don't frequently eat in response to an emotion, it's not likely to be an actual habit. This is the case where emotional eating is not necessarily a big problem. If it's not done frequently enough and it's not an uncontrolled habit, it's probably not going to cause much of a negative result as far as on your health. Now, the exception would be if you are not emotionally eating frequently, meaning if you're only emotionally eating maybe, I don't know, once a week, once every few weeks, but you're eating an excessive amount of sugar or a food in general during that emotional eating session, so to speak, Week after week after week of doing this, you probably will feel some negative health effects, whether that be some slow weight gain or even your blood work starts looking not so great. And then certainly immediately after something like, say, a sugar binge or um, overeating significantly as far as volume, you're probably going to feel some physical discomfort either immediately afterwards or a few hours afterwards or even the next day. In general, though, the more frequently you emotionally eat, the more likely it's going to be a habit and the more likely it's going to have negative effects, meaning you feel that it's become a problem for you because you're not liking how you're feeling or you're seeing certain negative results. And like I mentioned, If it's more episodic, it's typically not going to be much of a problem for you. In fact, most people do emotionally eat episodically to some extent. 
I no longer have an emotional eating habit. However, I still sometimes notice that I will get up and get a snack at night if I'm bored. I immediately notice that I'm not really that hungry and that I'm only going to the snack cabinet, as we call it, because I'm looking for that hand-mouth stimulation or whatever you call it. I can't think of the proper term right now, but that's kind of me just looking for a little bit of stimulation because of that bit of boredom at the end of the day when I'm not being stimulated by all the activities that I'm normally stimulated by during the day. So really, how you would know if emotional eating is a habit for you or if it's just episodic is if you're doing it multiple times a week, especially if you notice that it's the same emotion causing the reaction. It could even occur multiple times a day. Now, I just want to briefly talk about some of the downsides or negative results of emotional eating, both episodic and habitual, but mostly from that habitual emotional eating. So one of the downsides, of course, is that it can cause weight gain. If you're eating when you're not really hungry, that makes it really easy to overeat in calories for the day. There's reasons why we have those hunger signals, right? It's just a cue or suggestion from our body that it's time to eat. We need more calories. Done over and over again, as far as the emotional eating and eating when you're not really hungry, you're going to probably gain weight. It's just simple math. If you consume more than you burn off for the day, when that occurs over and over again, your body will store that as fat. Another downside to emotional eating is when you're trying to decrease the discomfort from the emotion that is done best with pleasurable food, right? A pleasurable food, meaning something sweet, fatty, or salty, typically are less healthy things. So something like cookies or macaroni and cheese. Most people, when they emotionally eat, they're not grabbing the steamed broccoli. So as you know, things like cookies and macaroni and cheese and chips are not the healthiest foods as they tend to be those higher calorie, lower nutrient foods. So if you're emotionally eating frequently, you're likely putting foods into your body that won't make you feel great and won't make your pants fit great after a while, right? Another downside is that when you're using food to try to decrease the discomfort of an emotion, remember that's the definition of emotional eating or the more specific definition, over time that emotion is actually becoming stronger. Because you're not naturally letting that emotion pass through you, it's almost like stuffing it into a jar. The more times you keep stuffing this uncomfortable emotion into a jar, the more pressure that builds up in this jar. Then you're going to experience the emotion more intensely down the road when you just can't take it anymore, right? This can be a real problem for emotions like anxiety or depression, also stress, so I was emotionally eating mostly due to anxiety, stress, and also feeling inadequate. I continued to feel these things more and more and was so confused as to why nothing I was doing was helping. Not just the emotional eating, right? I thought the emotional eating more subconsciously, I thought that was going to make me feel better, right? 
but I was also doing other things to try to help with anxiety and stress. And those weren't even helping. So at the time, I didn't realize that I was just making these emotions stronger over time by covering them up with bread, pasta, crackers, pretzels every time I was feeling them. So I say covering them up, but other terms are escaping or buffering. You may have heard these terms before as well when it comes to emotionally eating or using food in a response to try to make yourself feel better from a negative emotion. So what you think is helping the emotion is actually making it worse over time. So frequent emotional eating causes negative physical effects to your body as well as negative emotional effects. Okay, so now that I've just been a complete Debbie Downer and told you all of the negative things about an emotional eating habit and the difference between episodic and habitual emotional eating, I also want to share something positive that can actually come out of if you are emotionally eating, right? So this is just something small, but it can actually be quite helpful. Emotional eating, because it's a response to an uncomfortable emotion, can really clue you in to what you're feeling and also what you're thinking that is causing that emotion. So what's on your mind that's causing that emotion? Most of the times, it is going to be a negative emotion, like I said earlier, so you're definitely going to want to just ask yourself what emotion it is and what is on your mind that is causing you to feel that emotion. If it is a positive emotion, a good question to ask is why is that positive emotion uncomfortable for you? You can really just be curious and sort of investigate a little bit. So let the action of emotional eating clue you into getting really aware of how you're feeling in your body, meaning what emotion you're feeling and why you're feeling that way. Meaning what are you thinking about that is causing this feeling within you? This is really useful data and can help you to become more aware of your thoughts, what may be bothering you, and also find solutions. If you can find solutions, then you can essentially treat the underlying issue of the emotional eating. And if you need help or want help with all of this, that's what I help you with as part of coaching you, right? So if you want to jump on a free consult with me to really sort of dig deep into what you're struggling with and why, see what your goals are, and also I can enlighten you on what you can do differently and what will help you to actually reach those goals and how we can get you there together if you do want to work together, then go to my website kmjohnston.com and right on that home page, you'll see where you can sign up for a free consult and then I'll email you back directly and we'll set up a time and date that works for you. All right, so if you want to try to manage that emotion a little bit better, not with food, finding the thought that is causing the emotion is extremely helpful. 
once you know the thought, you can work through that thought. And if you need help with that, like I said, that's what I can help you with. So I don't just help with the eating behaviors and actions, but I also help to find the root causes of these and work through them. Because it's not just the action list, right? The things to do. Certainly that's absolutely part of it, but it's also finding those underlying issues so you can sort of treat the problem from the inside out, if you will. All right. So I know I got off on a little bit of a tangent there, but just to recap, is emotional eating even a problem? I would first answer this. Is it episodic or is it frequent enough that it's become a habit? If it's episodic, is it causing you some noticeable negative effects? You may not notice the physical effects so much with episodic, but you may notice that the emotion is becoming a little bit stronger because you're not allowing yourself to experience that emotion and investigate why you are experiencing it. Also, episodic emotional eating does tend to become more habitual. And that's because the brain starts seeing the immediate pleasure from the behavior of eating in response to that negative emotion. So that's kind of like the reward in its mind. And because of that, it's like, ooh, I like that. I want to do that again next time I'm experiencing this emotion. So it can easily turn into a habit. So if you're noticing that you are emotionally eating, on occasion, then this could start picking up for you and it could become into a habit, right? So you could still episodically emotionally eat and it's not a problem for you, but just be aware of this, okay? It does have a tendency to start picking up in in frequency and then when it does so, it does have a tendency in becoming a habit and then becoming a problem for you. So if the emotional eating is frequent enough that it has become a habit for you, what negative effects has it been causing for you? And I recommend that you sort of pause and think about this, or if you're in a safe place to jot this question down and answer it either right now or answer it um, later today, these are things that you really want to be honest about. And this awareness can be so valuable it's kind of like that light bulb moment right and once you are aware of these negative effects just know that you don't have to live with these emotional eating is something that you can completely overcome right so to start getting some help with this be sure to sign up for the free virtual workshop on ending the emotional eating cycle on thursday january 26th at 7 p.m eastern time if you want to take this work further and have a free consult with me, so that would be about an hour free session, then you can do that, right? So if you sign up for the workshop, that will bring you to a page where you can also sign up for the free consult, or if you want to just sign up for a free consult now, then you can do so as well. So you can just visit katemjohnston.com and you'll see where you can sign up for the free consult. And then if you want to sign up for the workshop specifically, you can sign up at katemjohnston.com forward slash workshop. 
All right. Thanks so much for listening. Take care and I'll talk with you soon. 